Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? Derek, we have another fun-filled week planned. There's a bunch of things that we have to start off with, though. So let me grab my phone, because this is going to be long-winded. So get warm. Even though it's 40 outside, it's not 40 in here. Yeah, it is. We're fine. It says 86 when it's 12. It's fine. It's not 12. It's got to be like 52. It's got to be 52. I agree with you. Okay. So... (laughs) Uh, we'll start with our sponsors and our ad reads. So, Addies, thank you for being a continued partnership. Your logo is on the bottom. Appreciate you. Moving on. <laughs> Queen City Creative Works is our other sponsor for today's episode, and we thank them for their continued sponsorship. Queen City Creative Works is a family-ran business located in Cheektowaga where they brand items, and they do great work. They're essentially a better Etsy shop. So uh, people always ask, what are they? Like, how could you kind of materialize or summarize what they are as a business? Uh, one way is to say it's it's like Etsy. They just do custom items as well as custom T-shirts and things like that. So they have a lot of equipment. They work very hard, and they do great work. And in that, we have an announcement as a part of our new section called our housekeeping section so to start every weekly episode we're just going to kind of give you guys quick updates while you're all here and you didn't give up on us yet um so we'll start with queen city creative Works since it's a good segue since we just knocked out the ad read for them uh we have a partnership with queen city creative works where they have their own website spelled out queencitycreativeworks.com in that you can scroll down and select buffalo happy hour it's got its own tab basically that you can then select and then you can choose three items to purchase all items are in all items are branded and all items are now available for purchase on their website um in that they can then ship those items to you wherever you are in the country and the world through usps so we have all three items available to show you so that you guys understand what's happening uh the first item is this bottle opener that is straight metal and it's got a silicone center It's got our logo on both sides, branded. Um, They are blue silicone, and then our our logo's white. 
there's two sides to this bottle opener. Um, and this is the same bottle opener that you'll see used in bars and restaurants. It's a, it's a speed bar opener, basically. Mm-hmm. One side is to open bottles, and the other side that's just a straight normal circle is to reach into coolers and grab bottles out so that you're not holding it with your hands. So this allows you two different uh, courses of action to use when you're bartending. So it's awesome. We're excited for it. And this is $7 cheaper than what you will find on Etsy, which is awesome. And that doesn't include shipping. So that is option one. That goes for $12.99 for everybody wondering. $12.99. Next is this water bottle with our logo branded on it as well. This water bottle is like stainless steel. It's super durable. It's intense. Um, This loop on the back end that you can hook up any like... You can hook up to any, like, uh, climbing hook or anything on your backpack to help you carry it around. Yep. And it's got a built-in straw so that you can lift this tab and drink out of it, and you're all set. And then it's going to keep temperature for you. It's a screw-off, and it's all attached to one. So this is the water bottle that's super intense and durable <laughs> with our logo lasered into it lasered. Um, these are also dark blue yep and the price on these are 24.99 our last item is a four pack of coasters so you'll get four of these per pack it's a slate coaster it's uh it's literal slate so it's black and then our logo is engraved into it and our logo is white and a four pack is fourteen ninety nine, and then it's got the rubber grommets on the bottom as well, so that you're not scraping. Or Super nice rubber grommets too. It's not those cheap ones that are like felt that come off all the time. Yeah, no, these are but like these are super hardcore, super intense, and actually really thick. Yeah. So there's a little bit of standoff. Uh, so that you won't have any like sweat rings or anything and these are circle in nature as well and then the outer edge is the raw slate so it's not smooth it's got a little bit of a jaggedness to it but it's not going to cut you as you can see here it's not opening my skin so you're all set and good to go there and they're quiet so those are the coasters you can go to queencitycreativeworks.com and we have our own tabs you can look up buffalo happy hour it's going to be available it is available now our patrons are the first one that know about it. So if you want to be a part of the first to know, you can go to patreon.com slash Buffalo Happy Hour. But you go to queencitycreativeworks.com. It is under our tab, and you can buy these three. And uh, we're going to keep pushing these three out because these are the staples that we wanted to start with. We might grow a little more depending on how the reception is of these. Uh, we might include different products. So get these, but let us know in the future what you would like for us to potentially do in the future because we can start brainstorming now to come up with some cool ideas soon. Yes, and we already know glassware uh, that's been recommended Mm -hmm. before. That is an equipment thing, and it is difficult to engrave on glass, so just keep that in mind. We are working on that, so as Queen City Creative Works, we are doing everything we can. However, think of other options like tumblers and things like that, and we'll go from there. Next, housekeeping piece. Um... We have our sweaters on sale that are going, a portion of all proceeds are going to Weedy. Weedy is a local nonprofit, 501c3, and they help all Western New York residents with their small business startups, and they do a lot of good work in the city. So they're located on the 
actually Niagara Street, they opened up a brand new facility. Nice. So we are going to have them on our show. So you can hear more about Weedy. Uh, personally, I've been involved in a couple Weedy events already in my life. They're awesome. Uh, back when Resurgence was on their old location on Niagara Street before they opened on 55 Chicago. And it's exciting. They do a lot of good things for a lot of people that are just trying to figure out the American dream. So our sweaters are available. Just let us know. Message us. DM us. They're $50. We will send you an invoice, and then you can pay that invoice with your card, and then you will get all the receipts, all the notifications, and we will ship it out when they are ready and available. And our sizes range from small to extra large. Uh, Of course, global supply chain issues also impact us because we are a small business, so we are dealing with that. We are dealing with inventory shortages, color stock shortages in regards to what we were able to choose, but they are a drop sweater, military green sweater, and very soft uh, material that lasts so 50 bucks that includes are, tax yeah so and donation so those are the sweaters um next housekeeping piece uh shout out to mega fans dog precious uh cheers here's here's to cheers cheers to a speedy recovery mm. uh precious had a cancerous tumor removed oh jesus and uh Precious is a doll. She's stayed at my house and made the trip from downstate Long Island all the way up to Buffalo. So, Precious, we love you. You're a sweetheart. And cheers. cheers. Speedy recovery. Got to make love for the fam, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Final piece. I've been getting a lot of messages since we've been doing our Google searches live on episodes. So, we have our own disclaimer. Our disclaimer for the weekly episodes is as follows. This is to everyone who listens, no matter where you are in the world, if you watch us on YouTube, if you listen to us on a platform, it's all the same. Please, for the love of God, do not take us seriously. We are not that educated, (laughs) although we went to college and finished our undergrads. Derek and I both have bachelor degrees. It does not mean that we are qualified. We are not experts. We are not researchers. We are not scientists. Um... We research mid-conversation for comedic relief, specifically because of the fact that we don't know anything. Correct. So we have no qualifications, and the point is to learn on the show and to have a good time hanging out every week. Derek and I, this is our time together. We just give you the privilege of experiencing what happens when Derek and I hang out. (laughs) That sounds so pompous. No. This is your pleasure. It is. It is. Uh we let you in on our ridiculous conversations. It's a treat for you, and it's self-incriminating for us, and Correct. that is how this goes. You can so, look back and watch this when we're canceled in a year because we got something super wrong. Yeah. So we're not priests. We're not historians. We're not mythical researchers. We don't dive into things off air uh, because we're TV show hosts, and that's what we get paid to do. Okay, We're not the hosts of, say, like Expedition Unknown. Hashtag not a sponsor. So please don't take us seriously. You will not see us on Jeopardy anytime soon. This is all a joke, and that is why we do what we do on our weekly episodes. So don't get mad. It's supposed to be hilarious. But the Friday episodes are a different story because the Friday episodes, you and I take more of a professional approach, and we interview subject matter experts. So those you can take very seriously because they work in that line. But yeah, if we're talking about religion and before Christ and after death, don't listen to us. We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, but we hope you guys are laughing with us because 
I mean, we're laughing. Yeah, we're having a good time over here. All right. So <laughs> we love all of our fans. We love all of our listeners. We love everyone that is a part of our Buffalo Happy Hour crew, our Patreons, and our audience. However, just wanted to set the record straight. So this brings us to our useless fact, Derek. All useless facts are true. Also, all this information is coming from Google. We don't know how trustworthy they eh, are. Eh, now DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo, but we still don't know how trustworthy they are. Metallica is the only band to have played on all seven continents, including Antarctica. Where did they play in Antarctica? Is today's useless facts. Let me pull back out my phone. I don't even know if there was a civilization in Antarctica. I know there's research facilities and hubs, right? See, that's why you don't listen to us. I don't even know. Like, I knew that there was a continent, obviously, but I didn't know if there was, like, actual... Is there an amphitheater in Antarctica? (laughs) Where did... That kind of sounds like a place that they would have to play, though. Metallica performed. Metallica in Antarctica. Antarctica. Let's see what comes up. They played in a dome. There's a dome in Antarctica? Apparently. It was the most unique show Metallica has ever done. Uh, This is per Rollingstone.com, who did an article about it. So it's fine, but it's also a Guinness World Record. So... What do you mean? That they've played on all continents. Oh, okay. It's a it's a Guinness World Record. So let's see. How many people were in attendance? Let's see. I'm trying to find all the answers for you. Okay, so there was a a base, Carlini. Um, so Antarctica this weekend had a show called Freeze Em All, and it's near the heliport of the Argentine Antarctic base, Carlini. The band played inside a small dome for an audience of 120 people. The tiny crowd included scientists from around the world as well as the winners of a contest sponsored by Coca-Cola Zero for fans in Latin America. In order to meet international Antarctic protocol to preserve the fragile local environment, Metallica played the whole show with no amps. The sound was instead transmitted to the audience through headphones. The show was also live-streamed and filmed for later release. It was the most unique show they've ever done. The band wrote on its Facebook page, The band, contest winners, research station scientists from Russia, South Korea, China, Poland, Chile, Brazil, and Germany, and the ship crew all crammed into this little dome out on the helipad on Carlini Station in Antarctica. The energy in the little dome was amazing. Words cannot describe how happy everyone was. Why why does, like, bass and everything, or plugging your instruments in deteriorate because of electricity? Way above me. Or sound waves? Do sound waves hurt the environment? They're waves. All I know is They're that waves, I, bro. Yeah, all I know is that I ride the wave every day. For those that don't know, I have a wave tattoo while I was in Australia on my right pack. So now you know a little fun fact about co-host Michael. Why did Coca-Cola sponsor this? Who knows? Probably because they got too much money to spend. Yeah, they're talking about we want to conserve Antarctica. Coca-Cola, for sure. Right. We used to have Coke in our product. That's a real fact. Believe that. Believe that. So that actually brings us into other things that we should apparently believe. What's up with this lawsuit in the NFL? I know. It's wild. It broke like three minutes before we started recording. Okay, so... I got the tweets that started it all. So hold on one second. Let me redo those tweets. So the former Bill and now Giants GM... Head coach. No, no, no. GM? No, the GM. So the Giants GM. So our assistant GM, oh, he yeah, was a yeah, bill. Yeah. 
uh, made a mistake and let the cat out of the bag that he was hiring Dable, and Belichick innocently tipped off Flores. Is that what you... Yeah. So, So, Alex Weeprin, I'm not 100% sure what he does, but it was retweeted by Sal Capaccio, which is why I got this notification as soon as he retweeted it. So his tweet says, oh, wow, Brian Brian Flores suing the NFL and the New York Giants alleging racism and hiring includes private text from Bill Belichick. Flores says that Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, offered to pay him $1,000 for every loss during the 2019 season to help the team get a better draft spot, was mad when they kept winning. Flores' suit includes texts from Bill Belichick that appear to show him congratulating him on getting the Giants job, mistakenly believing he was texting Brian Dable. This was before uh, Flores' interview with the Giants took place. So Belichick texted Flores saying congratulations on the interview, thinking he was texting Brian Dable, and that tipped Brian Flores off by saying, I'm interviewing for a job that I'm not going to get. In fairness, though, there's people that do that all the time. You are like wanting to bring in a candidate already, but you have to interview somebody else. That's why I don't understand this whole requirement, which is what I wanted to talk to you about. Why, if you're bringing in, if you know you're bringing in somebody, why do you have to interview X number of people or X number of diversity people? It doesn't make any sense. That's causing all of this. Yeah. If you're required, so... It's a fine line because it's... There's a reason why the rule exists in the first place. Right. And obviously, it. I mean, it's it's racial in nature, obviously, and it's a very fine line. And, I mean, listen, I'll be the first to say this is going to be difficult for us to navigate from our standpoints with our butts in these seats because we're two white dudes talking about the fact that minorities, black specifically, were not able to get hired because they were never interviewed because whites were always being hired. And it's 2022, so, I mean, we have to be up front that we're two white dudes talking about a topic where we've never played in the NFL, we've never served in the NFL in any capacity, we're only fans. Um, we don't have only fans. Yeah, we're, we're just we, fans listen, of- we, yeah, I don't have only fans. We're, we're only fans of the NFL. Correct. <laughs> Subcategory of Patreons. Um, but so so in all of that, right, like obviously we're not necessarily qualified to speak on behalf of black people. Trust. Like that's that's obvious. I agree with you it is difficult, especially like in the situation with the Bills. They wanted Dorsey to be the OC right. because he's not an outsider. He's in the system. He understands the natural progression for Allen and our offense with the pieces that we have in play because he was in the conversations with the current OC, now the past OC, in all the meeting rooms and having those conversations so he actually already understands what's happening. Yeah, and he was promoted to passing coordinator last year when they thought Brian Dable was going to leave. So in this particular instance, it's very interesting because everybody knew Dorsey was going to be that offensive coordinator. The only thing that would have thrown a wrench in it is if Dable stole him from us. And... To be fair, I believe, now this is just my belief and my opinion, say Dorsey's black, that black Dorsey hypothetically would have gotten the position anyways because yeah. that's that's what they wanted to do as an organization is promote from within. So it didn't come down to race. It came down to the fact that 
the individual who in this case happens to be Dorsey understands A, B, and C. They don't want an outsider to come in and potentially mess up A, B, and C, specifically because of the fact that our offense has already been clicking, people already bought in, players standpoint-wise, and it's just a natural progression to promote from within, which is a good move by any organization, period. So it sucks that, I mean, how do you how do you mess that up if you're Belichick? Right. Like, I mean, hello. But well, secondly, I, Flores has every right to be pissed, you know? Like, it, it is kind of a slap in the face of, you're only bringing me in because I'm black. I already, I mean, you're wasting my time. But isn't that a fault of the NFL? If you put a requirement in place with the Rooney rule where you have to interview a minority candidate for every single job, sure. then you're getting these situations where we're bringing in somebody because we already know that we want this person. Mm-hmm. In Dorsey's case, you knew that we wanted to bring him in, but you're forcing us as an organization to bring in the offensive coordinator from Baltimore, the uh, whoever the other one was, just to fulfill this requirement so we can hire him. Like You're forming this whole culture where now, instead of it being like organic, now everyone's like, oh, it's because of the Rooney rule. Like It's fostering that. Right. I mean, yeah, correct. You're not, it's, yeah. It's not a wrong viewpoint. So run me through it again. Who's the dude that told Belichick? Is that what it was? So I don't know who told Belichick. I'm, I'm lo- keeping an eye on Twitter to see if anything else comes out. The NFL actually just released a statement. Hold on. Um, so the NFL just released a statement. The NFL and our clubs are deeply, deeply committed to ensuring equitable employment practices and continue to make progress in providing equitable opportunities throughout the organization. Diversity is core to everything we do, and there are few issues on which our club and our t- internal leadership spend more time. We will defend against these claims, which are without merit. So... Um, I mean, what's without merit? It's There's literally NFL employees talking about hiring within the NFL. So what does that even mean? Yeah. Like, obviously it happened. So let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. You are the Bills' assistant GM. You go to an organ new organization. Yeah. You know that Brian Dable is an, could be an amazing head coach. Why would you hire somebody else? Like, why... I, I understand John Schoen. Is that his name? Schoen? I believe so. The, yeah, the newest uh, GM of the Giants. I understand where he wants familiarity. Like, it's the same thing with bringing Dorsey in as the offensive coordinator. You're going to a new team, and you're going to bring your offensive coordinator with you. So this whole aspect of he only hired, he only hired him because he's white, and he didn't even give me an interview because I'm black. It's like he wants that continuity to go to this new team where he's starting brand new as a new GM. That's got to be stressful. It has nothing to do with race. Yeah, I don't. In this instance, I really don't believe that this has anything to do without race. Or, I'm sorry, has anything to do with race. So, I mean, it's just a really bad situation all over the place. So, I mean, what do you do? You settle out and then just be like, look, it's unintentional that our own rule kind of bit us in the rear. Like, grand scheme of things, how does the NFL get over this or move on from this. Yeah, I have... Because the lawsuit's filed. Yeah, lawsuit's already filed. Flores, I mean, I give him credit for doing this because he's not going to be another head coach. He's not going to have another chance in the NFL. No one's going to bring him in. And the other wild thing that I read to you as well that I wanted to talk about was what hit 10 minutes before we started recording. Yeah. About Dable. 
wanting to leave the Bills to get away from McDermott um, in a text exchange that was right before the Chiefs game on January 11th. There's a text thread between Mr. McDonald suggesting that if Flores were hired as the Giants head coach, Brian Dable might be interested in leaving Buffalo to serve as his offensive coordinator. And in parentheses, he heard Dable isn't happy with Sean McDermott in Buffalo, might be able to get out if he doesn't get a head coaching job. Thoughts, question mark. So there's a lot to this. Like, was Dable unhappy with McDermott? Was McDermott trying to push the run game when Dable wanted to push the passing game? Was it vice versa? And did the head coaching position shift and impact things, which then impacted Flores, which then led to a lawsuit? I mean, there's a lot. The web is deep on this. And the other thing, too, is that's important, as you said, in parentheses, says he's not happy. Like, that could be anything. Right. That could be the last game he wanted one play different, and he's like, I didn't like the way McDermott did this play, and everyone's like, oh, he's not happy with him. Yeah. So until we get more information on that, I don't ever hear anything bad about McDermott, ever. Like, not saying that I even would, but there's coaches that you hear bad things about. From a fan's perspective or from the NFL's perspective with employees? Both. I've heard negative fan reactions to McDermott and his handling on different scenarios and things within games yeah yeah. okay but But other other than that character like i don't know how you can have a beef with him i mean granted i don't know him on a personal level but i've never heard players react to him like players that left and came back like there's no player that's talked bad about him yeah there's no coach or anyone that's talked bad about him so i'm not sure where this could even come from right but even that that aspect like dable said if that is true that he'd leave to work under flores like it's, it's not a race thing I don't know why people are so quick to make everything a race thing. Agreed. Again, we're not qualified for this discussion. It just baffles me that this is where we are. It's just like, dude, maybe you just didn't get the job because you weren't good. Like, you weren't a good head coach. Like, you got fired from Miami for being their head coach. You really want to think that you want to bring someone else, like, give him another shot on a new team with a new GM who's rebuilding. You got fired from Miami. Mm -hmm. And now, oh, I'm a new GM. My best path forward would bring in a failed coach that was just fired from a different team. I just don't understand how people can connect those dots. I don't either. I don't either. But I'm sure somebody is. Yeah. I just hope Frazier gets a coaching job, but he probably won't. Not because he's black. I'm just saying. I don't see him not getting hired, though. There's like nine vacancies, dude. It's disgusting. (laughs) True. It's, Everyone's leaving, and now quarterbacks are leaving too. Like everything is going up in the air. You know, the only returning there's only one returning offensive coordinator in the entire AFC next year. Really? Yeah. Who? I forgot. I heard it on One Bills Live today. It was a stat that they came out with because everybody either went to a different team or got promoted. Hmm. Interesting. It's fascinating, but I don't know. I was doing three things at once because that's how our day works until like yeah. five when we sit down to record. So this is what we do. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. I had a cheat meal the other day. Did you? Wanted to tell you about it. Why do you do cheat meals? My sanity and my soul. Why don't you just live a different life? What do you mean live a different life? <laughs> I have a cow salad six days a week. Well, that's what I'm saying, but maybe don't do a cow salad every day and just like... 
do something different and then be able to what time it's so easy for me to just eat a salad during the day and i don't care i'm okay with eating the same thing every day and it helps colleen because she's the one meal prepping credit to colleen you know i got i got one of the greatest wives to ever exist in the history of the world that's nice it's truth so it's nothing for me to just eat a salad i don't care yeah i mean i do the same thing but my cheat meal i got a full cheeseburger sub nice on the cheeseburger side, I got less tomato, no onion. I shy away from onion when I eat because I'm very paranoid because I talk to people. So I, it's like, I mean, dude, every time I'm always chewing gum. I'm mm-hmm. always chewing gum. I just need gum. It's one of those things. So foot long sub. I don't know. If you go to a pizzeria, is it a foot long? I say foot long all the time. And they're like, so a full? I'm like, yeah, full sub. Like, there's I'm going to measure no, it. There's no discrepancy. When I say foot long, I'm You not know like, what I mean. They're like half. I'm like, oh, yeah, half, definitely. It's like, no, I want the full friggin' thing. Yeah, I want to measure it. It's Subway, dude. That's why. Subway's marketing changed everything. Correct. It's like $5 foot long. It's like, shut up. Your bread is sugar, technically. Did you hear about that? <laughs> yeah, it's a from joke. British, yeah, they te- from British? Yeah, they tested yeah. it. They're like, we can no longer consider this bread. bread because of the sugar content. This is technically classified as candy in Britain. I'm like, that's great. Yep. Because I've been eating it like crazy. So, cheeseburger sub, a full cheeseburger sub. Full long cheeseburger sub. Yeah. <laughs> Lettuce, tomato. Okay. And then I went blue cheese and hot sauce. Ooh, nice. And Solid. it was like. Where was it from? Maybachs around the corner okay. from my house. No free shout outs. Um, Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So needed. And then you know what I did on the side? Again, cheat meal. Sleep. Insulin. Tater tots. Nice. Same thing. Pepper. Blue cheese and hot sauce in a bowl. Stirred it. Flipped them. Everything got an even coating. Devoured. (laughs) And I felt great until I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning with massive stomach pains. Had to get out of bed, go to the bathroom, and then climb back into bed. And I was like... Tired from that. 
you know. Were you, was your mouth like super dry because of all the salt that you weren't used to? No, Whenever surprisingly. Whenever I have pizza, that's what kills me. Is like the next morning I'll wake up and I can't like close my mouth. It's dry. See, I don't have that issue with pizza. Like I have that issue Sahara. with wings. Oh, okay. Wings crush me where I'm like, oh, goodness. Yeah, it's like I ate a, a bucket of sand. Yeah. It's like, what is happening here? So what made you go get a cheat meal? Just because you were like, I'm sick of this week? It's been a long time yeah. since I had that. So um, what do you classify as a cheat meal, though? Like straight up trash. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I like mean, if you, you went know. out, if you went you out know. for dinner for a cheeseburger or a burger or even like something like that, you wouldn't consider that a cheat meal, right? A cheat meal is like I'm gonna, I'm gonna order in, I'm gonna destroy my life, yeah, for the next twelve to six hours, right? Yeah, if well, that makes sense. six 12 to 12, sixteen hours. Just like that. Nailed it. Um, so that's considered a cheat meal for you. Kind of, yeah, because I can go to a restaurant and get, like, a turkey bacon club. Yeah, or, like, a grilled chicken sandwich. That's my favorite thing to get at a, at a right, restaurant. Right, but it's it's rare that we eat out. Do you consider beer, like, part of a cheat meal? You don't really like beer in general, though. Correct. I really don't drink beer, but yeah, it's a treat, yeah. I classify having a beer the same thing with drinking pop when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Yeah, pop's a new Soda beer. for people outside of Western New York, but, yeah, it's... Um, or beer's the new pop. Dyslexic again, man. What's going on with me? You're all good. Yeah. The I don't drink soda at all, um, especially now because it's just I have whiskey neat, yeah. you know. And when was the last time you had soda? Oof, I probably made a mixed drink with it, like an old no, fashioned. Straight, had straight. a couple. Oh, like sat down and had a can of pop, or yeah, or even like grabbed the two liter and filled it up. It's been a long time, multiple multiple months, and uh, I had like room temp ginger ale when I had a stomach ache. That was it. I feel like that doesn't count, though. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Right. That's that's like medicinal pop. Otherwise, like <laughs> years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm thinking for me, it has to be at least three years, maybe like five. I, it's, it's just not. It's not even in my house. Can you imagine even like drinking that now and how your mouth would feel? Do you remember drinking it before? First of all, super phlegmy. If you got it from McDonald's or some like sort of fountain pop, you were done. Yeah. Done for the day. On draft. Yeah, you're like, <coughs> Yeah. <coughs> because it was just so phlegmy and you couldn't even breathe. And then if you get it from a two liter, you still felt like garbage the next day or even like a little bit after. You're shot. Couldn't even imagine going back to pop. No, I, it's, there's too much. And then your teeth get that weird feeling yeah. because there's so much sugar involved. I just can't do it. I can't do it. So, but yeah, man. That's cool, though, that you had that. So you felt bad in the morning. In the mor- it, on Saturday morning, we're like, I'm a piece of shit. I deserve to die young. <laughs> Did you feel like that? Or were you like, all right, that's out of my system. I got to go to the gym in the next couple yeah, days. I I'll fine. be good. Yeah. yeah, I felt fine. I was like, all right, I got it on my system, so I'm good now. <laughs> How many calories do you think were in that sub and the tater tots? If you had to, if you had to quantify. We're <laughs> <laughs> well over a G. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Probably 2,200. Oh, I shit. mean, dude, it was gross. And it was so good. It tasted so good. <laughs> and I didn't, and you know, I, I thought about it. I was like, well, I could save some for tomorrow. I'm like, no, I'm going to be a dirtbag. You don't do that. You don't, yeah, you don't I'm going to be a dirtbag. And I want it hot. Like, I just want it all right now. So I just sat there and watched TV, and I ate my sub, ate my tater tots. And I was like, well, you know, this is it. This is life. So if you're on a health kick or you do, like, a new lifestyle change or whatever the people want to call it. Sure. Do you justify eating more junk food the night before because you got to get it out of the house like that sub like you're like i'm gonna have this sub i might as well eat the whole thing now because tomorrow i don't want to eat unhealthy like do you have that same thought i've been there before but 
in our house now. We just don't have it in our house. But like that sub, was that was your was you finishing the second half of the sub? Like, I'm still hungry. Was it? I want to finish this now, or was it? I don't want to eat it tomorrow because it's bad food, and I want to be clean tomorrow. Like, what mentality were you in when you had that? This is a psychology. The episode. initial two, I was just ready to crush it, okay. man. I was juiced up. <laughs> I was super excited for that freaking sub, you know. And when I was buying, when I because I I got pickup because I'm not a I'm you know I'm not useless, right? So Ob. I went and picked it up, and they had a cooler next to the register full of cheesecake and brownies, and I was like, I could do it, I could do it, but I didn't. And then you know what I did instead? A couple days go by after the sub, and then I spent all day baking and making food. And working around my house and cleaning and getting organized for the week. So I made a cast iron skillet pizza, hmm. which was great. So Saturday I made the dough from scratch, and the dough was super simple. It was just flour, fast rising yeast, and water, and it was a very hydrated dough. So it was super sticky but easy to play with. Put it in a That's um, what she said. <laughs> pause. <laughs> made the dough and put it in a seven inch cake pan. Saran wrap, threw it in the fridge, let it sit in the fridge for about 15 hours, pulled it out, room temp, um, 30 minutes in room temp, pulled it out of the pan, and then prepped it a little more inside of the cast iron skillet that I was then going to bake it in. It sat in the cast iron skillet for an hour and a half, and it was kind of like a second prove, essentially. Uh, it got, And then that was sitting in, when I put it in the cast iron pan, it was sitting in olive oil hmm. inside of the pan. And then I put the the sauce and the two different cheeses. So I made a cheese crust wall around the cast iron skillet. So I I pushed the dough out to about eight out of the nine inches. And then I put shredded fresh. uh, It was a Monterey Jack cheese. Shredded that. And then I sprinkled that around the entire edge. Then I put in my sauce. And then I put fresh mozzarella over the top of that. And then I put pepperoni on that. Threw it in the oven for, I think it was 30 minutes at 400 degrees, and 25, 30 minutes, pulled it out, and then I finished it on the stovetop, and when I finished it on the stovetop, I got the actual very bottom of the pizza to uh, brown and then finish cooking, because yeah. otherwise it was just kind of like white, and yeah. it was baked, but I wanted to finish the crust and mm-hmm. make it real crispy, and then... Let it rest for 10 minutes, and I cut it. And the trick when you use a pizza cutter is to start in the middle of the pizza and work your way out. You don't work from the outside in. Yeah, people make that mistake all the time. Correct. So, yep. So I cut it correctly, put it on a little platter, and then I said, Colleen, here's your lunch. And then it was ready by 1 o'clock on Sunday. So that was awesome. And then once I was done with the pizza, I transitioned into cinnamon buns, and then I made a fresh batch of cinnamon buns and brought them to work for select people to enjoy at work and they were just like dude so it was a cheat couple days i didn't i had one cinnamon bun you had the pizza though well i mean the pizza was fresh and it was fresh ingredients (laughs) but yeah you know it's all good (laughs) and dude it was a nine inch pizza split between two people we each had three slices and it's it's a slice i mean it's nothing crazy it's little triangles i mean realistically i could have had the entire thing myself absolutely that would have been a cheat meal but i split it you know split it with colleen she was happy (laughs) so it was fun. You know, I, I love baking, and the cinnamon buns take four hours. Dude, it's exhausting, but it's all good. So it's four cups of flour. It's wild. It's a lot. Used a lot of flour that day. Sure did. Yeah, that weekend went through a lot of flour, but it's good. We got enough. So I'm excited, man. It's uh, People liked it. 
people at work thought that the the cinnamon buns were awesome, super dense, obviously, because they're real thick. They're thick boys. And then uh, I made icing from scratch as well to go over the top. So it was good. Cool. It's exciting. Love it. That's my weekly recap. Love that. Do you, we've talked about this before, but like feeling better after you eat healthy and feeling like garbage after you eat unhealthy, mm-hmm. it boggles my mind that people still go to McDonald's. But like, I remember when we interviewed Buffalo Dietitian not too long ago. We're going to have another dietitian coming on soon. So if you're excited about that, make sure you subscribe. But when we interviewed her, I asked her the question of Does your body ever get used to unhealthy food? Because to me, I feel like it has to. It does. And like, could it ever be unhealthy to like go cold turkey on unhealthy food? Have you ever had the adverse reaction to, well, to. First, to specifically answer your question, it's always beneficial to eat healthy because then your body can adapt, but it's going to, I mean, it's very similar to smoking. Like, like you're going to have initial benefits immediately. (laughs) Right. Um, With, when you, have you ever consumed food that was so clean for so long that when you ate clean, but at a restaurant, you could taste the issues? So, for those that are not aware, I went strict for a 30-day program. That 30-day program consisted of me making every single meal from scratch, and I was working out. This was 2012, so times were different. I didn't have my own house. I didn't have my own apartment. I was living at home. I was working two part-time jobs while going to school. Um, college at that point. So all I did was eat, sleep, work, and lift. I ended up, after those 30 days, losing a good amount of body fat, and my health was just insane. My cardio was through the roof. I was feeling incredible. My mind was working faster. My mind clarity was there. I was very sharp. I went to a restaurant, and I got a baby spinach chicken salad with cucumbers tomatoes and pepper um they were i think they were red bell peppers and i said please provide dressing on the side i'll take like a raspberry vinaigrette or a balsamic vinaigrette on the side and then i'll just eat my salad and she's like okay and i said please specifically that's all i want in the salad dish and she's like okay no problem so they made it and when i ate it this was like day 32 and I could literally taste the butter inside of the brand new dish that was like stained from because it was like a fat, it was mm-hmm. like a Denny's type restaurant and it was insane to me that I could pick that up. I was like, I can't even eat this. It tastes like butter. It tastes like the dish is coated in butter. And she's like, it just came out of the dishwasher. Like it's it that's super clean. I was like, but it's not. And it blew my mind that I could pick that up. Then I had an M&M. Day 32, I had an M&M, and I couldn't even eat it. It was so sugary, it was inedible. And I was like, I can't. Like, what did I do? That's not a good way to live, though, you know? That's the issue. Yeah. I was like, what did I do? Like, I, I literally feel like I ruined eating things that I grew up enjoying and loving. And that's when I, I made that distinction, and I drew that line in the sand and said, I'm never eliminating ice cream from my diet and i can eliminate beer i can eliminate other sweets like etc but ice cream i have to have um 
because I also have very close friends of mine that cut ice cream out. They're just like, nope, ice cream's got a ton of calories. I don't want it. And now they're lactose intolerant and they can't have dairy. Mm. And they went so strict for so long, their body adapted and flipped. And now they're just like stomach convulsing. And I'm just like, I can't. I don't want to live that life. Doesn't that mean that you can do the reverse, though? Probably. Is like slowly get yourself back into dairy and then enjoy it and be able to stomach it again? I would assume that if one can happen, the other one can too. Well, there's also vegetarians that can reintroduce meat into their diet. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple accounts of that. Well, vegetarians is more of PETA, right? Where they don't like the cruelty of animals. It's not like they can stomach the animal. But even like gluten-free, like, um, what's the gluten-free thing? It's a gluten intolerance. Yeah, but what is it actually called? It uh, says, start with an S. Oh, I don't know. I was, um, people are allergic to gluten. Come on. I'm sorry, you're no, yelling. No, not you. I'm saying me. I gotta know this. I know this. Glute, it's uh, celiacs. There we go. Nailed it. Is that what it is? Yeah. Celiacs. It's when you have like some sort of body issue to gluten. It sucks. People can't even drink whiskey because whiskey has grains in it. I know. Well, there's some there's some gluten free options in the spirit industry. Well, spirit like vodka. Whiskey. Yeah. I know. Whiskey. Listen, vodka's I mean, gross. God. Vodka's not gross. We are not the Russian. We don't drink vodka. Yeah, vodka is gross. Don't vouch for vodka. It's a flavorless spirit. The Hold only on. thing vodka does is make you drunk. What did you say, celiac? Yeah. All right, you're right. I looked it up. Nailed it. Because, um, again, we're not qualified people. Yeah. it's Yes, we are. I got that right. We're qualified. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but vodka is tasteless. There's nothing. Vodka should, by definition, vodka should not have flavor. Right. Now you got Pinnacle making, like, whipped vodka. It's like, that's gross. I don't want whipped cream vodka. You never went to a party and had, like, oh, dude. vodka God. sodas? I mean, I did when I was younger. Or vodka waters? I went... Flavored vodka water? If my buddy Misha's out there, he's... And Tom, both of them. We went for his girlfriend at the time birthday party. We went to the limo. We went out to J.P. Fitzgerald's. That was our first mistake. Oh, my... Rip. Yeah, <laughs> That's how I felt that night. Yeah. That place 21. is a dumpster fire. But, like, that was my after-college... Just got a new job. That summer was a wash. That, that was a bad summer for me, like mentally. I was just like, I never partied in school, so I'm going to do it these next two days. Basically, my lifestyle. So when on our party bus, I decided to fill a solo cup with vodka, Grey Goose vodka. Literally fill a, so, a this solo This is why cup you hate vodka. With vodka, yes. But it all it's also disgusting because it doesn't taste like anything. But I filled a solo cup with vodka drank that the night because I don't like adding stuff to my vodka or any drink. Just, what are you, Russian? Yeah. So I drank it straight from a solo cup filled and then me and Misha were passed out in the bushes. <laughs> I love how you laugh at yourself. Dude, that was the first that, like I've gotten drunk maybe like three times in my life where I was like inebriated. One was in Long Island with Tom. Long Island. Yeah. One was Misha's party bus, and the other one was in Atlanta with my family. I think that that was the only three times that I got blackout drunk. Yeah. I've never done that before, but that night was so funny because I remember I was told I was in JP's party, and I was having a good time, dancing up, you know, like, I haven't beatboxed on this in a while. So I was in there, like, partying it up, and then I heard from one of our friends, Misha's sleeping outside. I'm like, what? <laughs> what's going on? 
So like, Misha is outside. He is laying down. Can you go talk to him? I'm like, sure. So I go outside. I go into the parking lot. Hopefully, I'll beep his name out if he doesn't want me to say any of this. But I go outside in the parking lot, and I'm talking to him because he's laying down in the bush. And I'm sitting down on the parking lot, and I'm like, dude, you got to come inside. He's like, I don't want to. Like, you got to come inside. He's like, I don't want to. He's laying down. So I'm like, all right, I'll just lay down here in the parking lot. So I laid out in the parking lot. Both of us went to sleep. <laughs> You're supposed to know, bring him in. So, so who found you? Uh, I think Tom did, and some other people came out because we were getting ready to leave. And they're like, "Where's Derek and Misha?" <laughs> we were just sleeping in the parking lot. It was not a very good time in my life, but it was responsible because we were in a limo, didn't do anything crazy, and that was like seriously one of three times I've ever done that. I have you ever thrown up on vodka? That night. Okay, so. The only time I've thrown up on vodka was during a diplomatic dinner with uh, officers of a foreign nation's army. Perfect. At a dinner in far eastern Europe. And uh, I was not okay because they're large individuals with their BMIs and every four seconds they do a shot of vodka while they eat as a cultural norm. So my linguist was outside holding me up by my coat <laughs> as I violently eradicated everything that was in my stomach, and I was not having a good time. It was winter, and I was on someone's property because the house lot essentially backed up to the restaurant, and I was just heaving into their snowbank. <laughs> so my, my the linguist was just like holding me up. She's like, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. I'm like, I'm definitely not okay so yeah i from that standpoint on have never consumed vodka to that same extent i have had flavored vodka waters at a party in a yeti and with ice and that's super good but like the thing with vodka is it's just an avenue to get drunk that's all it is because it doesn't taste like anything but it's clean dude well yeah but you add it to flavors just to get drunk. Like, there's no other aspect. There's no other reason why you would consume vodka except to get drunk. Well, or sure. to get buzzed. Yeah. Like, you can grab a glass of whiskey and be like, I like the taste of this. You can grab a glass of tequila and be like, I'm a sociopath, but I like the taste of this. Like, there's reasons why you do that. Vodka has no taste, and it's just to get me drunk, and I just can't do it. Not a vodka fan. There's diehard vodka fans that will tell you that certain vodkas taste different than others, which they're not necessarily wrong either, but I do agree with you. It's very um, Gross. It's very flat. Yeah. I like America's spirit oh, yeah. for a multitude of reasons, especially because of the various differences between states. So, yeah, those are the, the fun-filled vodka stories. I got to ask. What's his face if I can tell that story? <laughs> I know, seriously. Well, at least just bleep his name. so funny, yeah. At least just bleep his name. That's yeah. no big deal. Yeah. So, kind of got an update on the story. <clears throat> what do we got? So, these are the complaints against the NFL by, by, Jesus, Brian Flores. What does Brian Flores claim? Regarding the Miami Dolphins, Flores gets offered $100,000 for every loss during the 2019 season, so the team could tank. Dolphins owner Steven Ross got mad at Flores for winning and compromising the team's draft position. We already knew that. Dolphins owner Steven Ross pressured Flores to break tampering rules to recruit a prominent QB. Flores refused. Ross then invited Flores to a meeting at his yacht, where said prominent QB conveniently arrived without Flores knowing and trying to break tampering rules again. Flores immediately left. 
after that incident, Flores was defamed throughout the media as someone who is hard to work with, although he was just upholding his morals. He was fired for that exact reason. Regarding the New York Giants, the Giants interviewed Flores, although they've decided three days before the interview that they would hire Brian Dable. The interview happened because the Giants had to interview a black candidate for the coaching job, although Flores never had a chance in the first place. Flores found out because Bill Belichick accidentally messaged Flores instead of Dable to congratulate him. Which, what are you doing, Bill? You're old. Just retire. Right. Regarding the Denver Broncos, so there's a Broncos thing too. 2019, Flores had an interview for the open head coaching spot in at the Broncos. The Broncos' entourage, including GM John Elway, came late and looked completely disheveled. It was clear they had partied the night before the interview. Vic Fangio was hired shortly after. So this dude is basically saying every interview that he's been on has been for the Rooney Rule reason. I mean, would you rather get interviewed or not get interviewed? Probably not get interviewed. Right? Mm-hmm. That's why that Rooney rule just doesn't make sense to me. You're encouraging this. I have a feeling that after this whole thing settles out, things will change in some way, shape, or form. There's going to be a response. I just don't know in what way. Yeah. It's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know about this whole prominent QB thing. I didn't either. And I, the whole tank situation is very interesting, too. He paid him to lose. Yeah, hundred thousand dollars per game if he lost. And that's who paid him? The GM of or the, the Dol- owner of the Dolphins. The, the owner of the, the owner, Dol- one of the two. Because when he got fired, they were surprised. But then they Dolphins owner Stephen Ross, so the owner. owner, yeah. So then they always said that the the relationships is what led to his firing, which obviously now is not true because it's this. They're talking about. Paying him, I mean, it's basically the longest yard. Well, yeah, they're saying to him, yeah, basically, they're saying the reason he was fired was because he was hard to work with. Yeah. Which he is if he's upholding his morals and everyone else is trash. Right. So, if anything, this should help Flores get hired somewhere. Yeah. The problem is the teams that are available to hire already want who they want from their own organization standpoint. And ideas and direction that they want to go in it's going to be very weird it's going to be and of course it's super bowl week yeah there's a lot of drama these past month pro football talk uh tweeted something and he's like this has been our fourth mo our fourth highest click count on our um like twitter since we started this this past month because of Aaron Rodgers' vaccine, Tom Brady's retirement, Ben Roethlisberger's retirement, Antonio Brown's situation, now this stuff going down. Like, everybody, there's so much going on. Yeah. What's going to happen to the NFL? It's just going to keep going on. Just gonna well, be like, of all course. Right. It'll yeah. all pass, and then, I mean, there'll probably be a 30 for 30 about it or whatever, but, <laughs> yeah, it's it's too big of, you can't topple it. Yeah. It's a huge sport. It's the same as MLS. Are sports considered monopolies? Good question. I would say no. Why? They're not considered monopolies, but they're understood, I'm sure, as a form of monopoly. Because, I mean, there's only one Premier League. Right. You know? They're trying to start up another golf one. They're trying to start up another golf organization in parallel with the PGA Tour. 
I mean, from what standpoint, though? Why? That's the thing. Like, these, these organizations have been around for too long that that's, I mean, it's it's just the accepted societal thing about, okay, yeah, the best players go to the NFL. The best fighters go to the UFC. Yeah. The best golfers go to the PGA. The best hockey players go to the NHL. There's sub leagues, there's some divisions. You got the MLB, you got the minors. I mean, but at the end of the day, everyone's trying to you know play in the Premier League because if you look at any type of pyramid, that's it's the top. It's the top one percent of all athletes to ever play the game. You know. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's a bad kind of monopoly like Spectrum or Rockefeller's oil situation. You know. Yeah. So. So the, the basically around pay. That's what it is. Golf players get paid. Do you know how much money golf players get paid if they win? Why are they fighting about money? Dude, you're going around playing a sport you love every week. It's not like it's... I mean, it is kind of taxing to your body, I guess, doing those motions over and over again. You see Tiger, like, breaking his back. I mean, baseball players complain about money, too. It's wild. So the top guys don't get enough money. Upstart League gives PGA Tours uh, a reason to switch. Last week, Greg Norman was officially named the CEO of LIV Golf Investments, a Saudi Arabian-backed organization that will invest $20 million in... um, It just went away. Uh, and host 10 events on the Asian tour beginning next year. Some of that money will go towards prize money, but perhaps even more will go towards appearance fees, which are not permitted on the PGA Tour. So I guess it's not a monopoly because you technically can start something, and there's no legal thing saying you can't, which is what a monopoly is. Sure. Um, Just like the XFL and Canadian Football League and everything else, except everyone knows, hey, this is where the views are. This is where the money is. Same with the NBA. You know, the WNBA exists. Nobody watches it. And people get mad about that. But if nobody watches it, they're not going to pay more. Because there's no ratings. Exactly. People Money don't understand comes from that. ratings. Exactly. And sponsorships. Yeah. So if you, no one's watching it. Yeah, it's nothing to do with gender. Correct. No one watches it. It's all relative. I'm sorry, but that's like that's the real world. Like, if you want to change it, then watch it. Yeah. And then have more people watch it. I don't know. I don't I, know. I think disc golf is going on ESPN this year. Seriously. Yeah. It's a real sport now. I mean, it's a real sport now. It's it's basically ESPN at the Ojo. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's cool though. It's pretty sweet. Sure. What are we at? Right, let's wrap it up. Fifty-eight, fifty-five minutes. Thanks for everyone. Sticking Again, through. we are not experts. <laughs> no, but we appreciate all your input. There was some housekeeping things that we had to hit. Obviously, the useless fact, and then today's meat of the episode was just current news in the world with sports. But we will see you all next week for another fun-filled episode. And thank you to our sponsors between uh, Addies and Queen City Creative Works. We appreciate you all. And, yeah, buy a sweater, buy some merchandise, uh, support us. We will continue to support you, Patreons. Obviously, thank you. And you're getting your own special shout-out yet again on the end screen. So let's keep it going. Derek, take us out. Go follow us on Instagram at the official Buffalo Happy Hour and Facebook at the Buffalo Happy Hour. We are on TikTok somewhat. Uh, we are on YouTube. Subscribe if you're listening. Uh, YouTube.com slash Buffalo Happy Hour. If you want to join our Happy Hour crew, go to Patreon.com slash Buffalo Happy Hour. You find out about all of our merch drops early, all of our work with Queen City Creative Works early. So if you want in on the coolest news ever, and our episode to week early. Go check that out. Patreon.com slash Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, appreciate your time today. We reviewed Wilderness Trail straight bourbon, uh, bottled and bond, small batch bourbon. 
bourbon, bourbon, bourbon. So that's our drink for today. Let us know what you drank during today's episode. And we always encourage you to drink responsibly. Be a good person. And Michael. Do not litter. We're out. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.